This Xfinity and Truck Series 2024 Schedule Preview Edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Indeed, we are talking racing things. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. We talked about the Cup Series schedule yesterday, so we figured we'd go over because there are slight changes to both the Xfinity and really major changes to the Truck Series schedules as it stands. Uh, but we also thought we'd sneak in a little bit of a uh, little underdog fantasy for you. As you know, we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, and there is a big push for us to uh, be able to get to our underdog goals by the end of the year for the company. And we're really damn close. So we want to give you guys an opportunity to sign up for underdog at the end of this as well. We're going to give you some plays for Thursday night's game. It is Wednesday as we are cooking here, uh, but we'll give you some underdog plays for Thursday's game and, uh, and have some fun with that as well. So hopefully you listen to this now. Maybe if you listen to this on Thursday morning, you have plenty of time to get in there, but uh, we'll, we'll figure out an incentive Join the Discord into uh, how we can get you, uh, I guess, benefited, other than the fact that you get the sign-up bonus uh, for signing for Underdog. <laughs> that's, that's a benefit in and of itself. Underdog is amazing. Obviously, we've been playing NFL all, all football season, but they've got every sport in there. When it comes to NASCAR, they've got the Cup Series, which we love. They also have Xfinity. They also have trucks. It's all there. They've got the F1 stuff as well. Like It is absolutely amazing. Uh, trying to work on getting them to get some some season long stuff for NASCAR because I think that would be nice. You have some higher lowers on you know wins and, and you know points finishes, whatever else it might be. I think that would be great for them to offer. So trying to work that out. But get signed up now. Help us hit our goal, and really, it's going to help benefit us, of course. But it's going to help benefit you too because Underdog is is a great platform. They got the playoff best balls going on right now. If you're into that stuff, as soon as the Super Bowl's over, they start next season's best balls, which I am into. Uh, and so, yeah, that's underdog is is good year round. If you're not signed up, you're missing out. What about underdog best ball NASCAR? Ooh. See, I think mm, I I have so many fantasy NASCAR ideas, and I'm already in a lot of different leagues that do it a lot of different ways, which is really fun. But there is see like we need some type of of best ball draft and you'd have to figure out how to do it right and how many people and and how you draft them and stuff but 
Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that could be done because it would be absolutely amazing. I agree. So uh, again, we'll we'll cover that in the other half of this episode. But of course, the reason that we are here is to talk about the Xfinity and the uh, Truck Series schedules. And honestly, again, there's there's not a lot of difference between the Xfinity and the Cup Series. Obviously, they like travel to the same spot. But um, really what this is kind of also covering too is is these new drivers, right? I mean, these new drivers that are, are about to jump in to full-time Xfinity rides who may have just been truck series drivers and they're used to a very short schedule. Can they keep up with the demands of 30-some-odd races? Can they, Can they? you know, or the, or the guys that are coming up from like the ARCA series and stuff like that, like how are these guys going to be able to benefit or not benefit necessarily, but how are these guys going to be able to cope with a full schedule like this, because this isn't just every couple of weeks you got a race. This is every single week, oh, with the exception the of a few. <laughs> well, the truck series, yeah. The truck series, it's every couple of weeks sometimes, but. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, this is this is kind of what this is all about, too. Just sort of us taking a look at what, uh, what we're kind of expecting out of the schedule. Because as we saw yesterday from the Cup Series schedule, that's pretty doggone grueling. There's a lot of different tracks and i mean that carries over to the xfinity series a lot of the young drivers aren't used to that yeah absolutely i mean yeah the, the cup series is is the big one where it is a grueling schedule i mean 38 races really it's 39 if you want to toss in the you know the duels at daytona and, and everything else that's in between there you do get the two weeks off this summer for the olympic break but still it, it's a grueling schedule and xfinity is not far behind right they run pretty close to the same number of races we're at what are we at 32 i think for xfinity so it's it's very similar schedule and it's pretty grueling as well the trucks are a little bit less um but still a, a much longer schedule than a lot of these guys are, are used to and you got some stretches too where they go for quite a few weeks in a row before they'll have a couple of week breaks so um yeah it's it's a big adjustment it's a long rule that's kind of been a thing going around this off season is is they're having trouble getting people to commit because it is, I mean, going through a NASCAR season, it's, you know, 38 race weekends a year. And then you put in all the simulation they have to do and all the, the work that goes on in the shops. And it's hard to get people to commit to that much going on and being away from their families. And it's a big change for the drivers, for, for all the crew people and everyone that's involved in the team. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of stuff and, and grueling schedules for all three of these series. Indeed, grilling schedules, and we'll start talking about those schedules. But first, let me tell you officially about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite players all season long. You get NFL, NBA, NHL, just like Cody said. We're going to get NASCAR here later on. College basketball, college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Hang tight. We're going to give you and load you up with a ton of Underdog Fantasy picks for the Thursday night game coming up. So watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Also, <laughs> you might want to go check out our buddy, J-Mark over there. You follow him at J-Mark Football. He's got himself a crazy little contest going. It's spicy. He's going to be putting some sauce. I don't know. Go check him out. It's at J-Mark Football. Uh, and he's give, going crazy with this underdog thing, so it's a lot of fun. Go uh, follow him there and, and have some fun with him also. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm about to uh, to find all of my family members' phones and sign up using his little his little contest there because I think it's a, 
a scoop of Carolina Reaper salsa into a bowl for everyone that signs up. And he's going to drink it on live on the show, which will be uh, a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> Mark was a good friend. Mark, J- uh, Justin was a good friend. Uh, so yes. <laughs> we'll just go ahead and. <laughs> that might be, uh, yeah, he's, he's probably going to pay for that in, in many ways. <laughs> yeah, just just a touch. So, um, all right. So let's let's start taking just a quick look. Again, we're not really going to spend a whole lot of time on this. We just wanted to touch on some of the highlights as far as what, uh, what to expect. And for the Xfinity Series, I mean, they start out in Day- Daytona as well. They move to Atlanta. They go to Vegas. They go to Phoenix. But where they depart from the NASCAR Cup Series is in Bristol. Uh, the the first leg of, of where they don't match up is this Bristol race. So no short track for Xfinity uh, in the spring. And, and I mean, after, after you start off with, we talked about it too, two super speedways in a row in Daytona and Atlanta, Right then, you go to your mile and a half. Then you go to a mile. Then you go to a, a road course. That's already crazy enough as it is. That's a lot of of back and forth racing for these guys. And again, a lot of these guys are young, and and that type of inconsistency, it's hard to get into a rhythm. So early on, maybe these younger drivers will kind of stay away from as far as betting is concerned, and maybe not put a whole lot of weight into some of their odds. Maybe we look at top tens if they give them to us, but like. That beginning of the season, this is all skewed, I think, toward veteran drivers. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty grueling start. Again, the, the back-to-back super speedways to open it up. Like, that, you know, you get involved in two heavy wrecks that those wrecks hurt, and you're off to a, a rough start to your season early. So could be a, quite a wake-up call for, for these guys. But, yeah, it'll be a nice deserved break for them. You know, get the first five races in. Then they get an entire week off. Um, which is is how Bristol's been since they switched to the dirt and everything. The it's in the truck series that accompanies the Cup series. Xfinity gets a week off, even though they moved it up from Easter and it's it's now going to be on that uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend. They're still going to to leave Xfinity off, give them the break. So that's that's our first departure in difference of schedule. And of course, we know that this year the Cup series is going to be on the pavement again in Bristol. So it is kind of a interesting decision to continue to leave Xfinity off, even though they're back onto the uh, the asphalt or the the concrete or the pavement. Or they took the dirt away from that track. And so yeah, it's kind of crazy to see them still leave it off. Uh, and then, of course, Xfinity heads straight to Circuit of Americas to take on that road course uh, after Phoenix and then moves on to Richmond with them as well. Uh, again, a lot of the same. Martinsville uh, for them, Texas for them, Talladega goes back to them as well, Dover uh, for them next after that. So, again, that stretch of just back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, different track, different track configurations, you know, you go from Richmond to Martinsville, you go to Texas, uh, the, the big mile and a half there, super speedway there, a mile at Dover, you know, what, three quarters of a mile at Darlington. It's just, it's such a crazy stretch of races for these guys um, that, that we're going to be paying attention to, uh, you know, a, a lot of good racing, but still a lot of crazy, craziness that can happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like you said, and then that all leads into to an off week. The Cup Series, Truck Series will go to Kansas and Xfinity again, another place they typically don't go in the spring. They'll go back in the fall when the Cup Series goes back. Um, but yeah, no, no, no Xfinity Series for Kansas. So they kind of get their week off before they they head to uh, to Darlington, which is uh, its own beast. Yeah, it's definitely its own beast. There's a <laughs> lot of Darlington stripes waiting for these guys 
Um, but yeah, Darlington and then, and then Charlotte. It's another week off because you get the All Star race, and and usually the Truck Series will accompany the All Star race, and Xfinity gets a week off. So May is kind of a little bit of a, a break for for the Xfinity guys. Only two races in the entire month of May for Xfinity, so that's going to be their their big break. Obviously, they'll be off during the uh, during the break later on for the uh, uh, Olympics. I don't know why I can't get that word out, but. Uh, yeah, so that, that is kind of a huge break right in the middle of the season, which will be a nice reset for some teams, a nice break. You've had a couple of super speedways at this point, kind of get caught up, um, you know, with, with torn up equipment, where your point situation's at, start looking ahead towards the playoffs and stuff like that. Yeah, and so the next time, like you said, they'll join would be the end of May in Charlotte. Both of them, uh, they'll, they'll be there as well with the Cup Series. And then in June... Uh, this is where the departure again happens, where the Cup Series will go to Worldwide Technology. So they'll go out to uh, to Gateway, where the uh, Xfinity guys will go out to Portland for their annual trip up there for a road race. And here's where it also gets interesting, too. So, right, we know that, that the Xfinity Series is going to Portland for their road race. They go right back to back, and they'll go out to Sonoma right after that for another road race. So uh, this is two road races Xfinity. in a row. Xfinity Series West Coast Swing with the with a stop in the Midwest on the way back. Yeah, I, it's so. I mean, back to back road courses already presents a challenge. Now we're not doing even back to back road courses in the Xfinity or in the in the Cup Series rather. Right. So yeah, yeah. and so I, I think I believe what they did last year, and I think they'll do the same thing. Is they'll have them use the same. You'll have to use the same cars uh, that they use. So obviously, if something's torn up, then the NASCAR will allow them to to change it out. But yeah, you're kind of going out there, so. Get a couple weeks off in May, and then you're headed to the West Coast for a little while here in June because you've got that swing a couple of road courses in a row. Um, two places AJ Allmendinger struggled last year. Interesting. Uh, see how that goes with him being full time this season. But yeah, Portland and Sonoma back to back. It's a lot of road course racing, and uh, watch out for Sam Mayer, I guess. You know, I'm I'm going to be pretty heavy on AJ to be honest with you because <laughs> whoa, oh stop the presses! I'm so shocked. This I, is listen. this is crazy. Rod's going to be heavy on AJ. My goodness, who saw it coming? <laughs> I think everybody in America saw it coming. But I, I, for me, like even this kind of stretch too, it, it just lends itself. If you're going to give AJ Allmendinger a pretty nice little week off here, and I I can only assume that he's probably going to race both races in Sonoma. Uh, I, I got to think that they're going to put him in the 16 for for uh yeah sonoma although sonoma not he's not been great at sonoma i i don't know that he's gotten a win there xfinity just started going there the last couple i think two seasons Mm -hmm. um and and he's not been great there if you remember portland last year the big thing was like he missed practice and qualifying at gateway had to start at the back they're kind of bubble playoff driver at that point and they skip that stuff and he goes out to portland and ends up i think something broke in the car or something but he wasn't having a great day anyways doesn't get a win there has a bad result then goes to sonoma obviously that was Almarola winning late but larson dominated the race aj was hanging around but not his greatest track so even though it's back-to-back super speedways might not or back-to-back road courses rather super might road not courses <laughs> yeah super super speedway road courses <laughs> uh might not necessarily just be an aj aj dominant thing that's true that's or very true <laughs> or it could be uh and then of course everybody heads out to iowa for this one as well uh they will trucks, join it's trucks going to iowa too i i have a, i have to look uh, again but we're we'll get it we'll get there not. we'll get oh, there i know we're getting there but yeah not. they're not going to iowa i wish they were but it's okay no. uh, <laughs> but xfinity at iowa we talked about yesterday iowa super excited 
again, love the track. Xfinity used to race there, um, you know, back in the day, and it had some really good events there. Uh, so it'll be great to see them return. We're excited for that whole thing. Like I mentioned on the show yesterday, I was already sold out. Uh, I believe I don't remember if the Xfinity race is sold out yet, but I know the Cup Series race is sold out. The camping sold out. It's all sold out. Um, and, and I think I'd imagine Xfinity will will likely be pretty close too because people are going to want to go go capture the whole weekend, which uh, hopefully we will maybe be there to do. I would like to would love to do that. <laughs> um, all right, and then they move to New Hampshire, uh, the the mile there in New Hampshire, and then Nashville right after that. So it's the same as the uh, as the the Cup Series guys as well. And then everybody heads out to Chicago for the Chicago Street Race. Uh, this is the second year, hopefully, and we talked about it too yesterday. Hopefully, the the weather holds up and we don't have another situation where. Yeah, where they call the race earlier than the rule book allows for. Uh, and so NASCAR has to evoke the accept in special circumstances clause that's at the end of every single rule in NASCAR rule book. Um, but this one will be a little interesting because last season, Cup Driver is not allowed to run in the Xfinity race as they do when you go to new tracks. They don't want to give the guys the extra time. Now that we've been there, it's free range. So Cup guys will be allowed to enter. Obviously, SVG will be in that race as he's going to be a full time Xfinity guy. You know, AJ will be in that. He's a full-time Xfinity guy, but you would imagine you're going to see a Hendrick car out there. You're probably going to see an extra junior motorsports car. Do some of these other Australian supercars guys go into that race as well? You know, Brody Kostecki will likely be in in the RCR car in the Cup. So does he run Xfinity? Could see a pretty loaded field as far as as ringers and and you know maybe even not everybody makes this race because it could be one of those where you get so many entries from from everybody trying to compete in this one. Um, so yeah, that, that you could have a very, very loaded field, uh, for the Xfinity series here. Yeah. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that because that's going to be, uh, that's really going to dictate our, our betting card for this race in particular, if, if all of that tends to happen and then we have to see who makes the race. I mean, a lot of these guys that are entering may not even end up making the race. So, uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on that when it comes to Chicago in year two. And then Pocono is the next stop for both of these followed by Indianapolis. So the theme yesterday when we were talking about this schedule was just all the different track configurations that are thrown at you almost one after the other. And obviously the same can be said with the Xfinity series, but also, you know, they've got a different unique challenge in that their road courses are back to back to in Portland and Sonoma, whereas the cup isn't. So, I mean, again, there's just no, no time to get comfortable for, for any of these guys. They're constantly being thrown into new situations. It's the best way to do it. It's it's beautiful. So yeah, and then Indy, of course, that's that's back at the Brickyard, right? So back to the Oval for Xfinity Series as well. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Be interested. I would imagine they'll let Cup Series guys run in that one. So we'll see who decides to enter that to get the the track time the day before if they do allow that. Obviously, we've all been there before, um, so I think that that would be the case. But be interesting to see if you get some extra guys entering that because because Indy is its own unique oval right it's not like uh it's it's actually got four true true corners not not you know combined corners basically but uh yeah it's it's a different different track type again we talked about it yesterday very excited and as excited as i am for the for it to be the brickyard 400 and the cup series the xfinity series with the racing we've seen out of the last couple of seasons with the field we have this year again it's a loaded field a lot of talent a lot of drivers and good cars 
it's it's going to be a really really fun race at Indy. I mean, we've lost obviously some good drivers, but I feel like we have gained a ton of solid drivers as well. And with some of the yeah. new drivers in in different cars, right? We've got the the Gibbs guys switching with the with the <sighs> Junior Motorsports guys uh, and the another shocking announcement. I'm so excited about the Gibbs cars. They're going to be ah oh, Chandler Smith and and Sheldon Creed in those two cars. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a great season. <laughs> and and again, the, a lot of this they're going to be battling it out here in the in the uh, back part of this season. We're going to see a lot of these names flying around on these tracks as well. So definitely something to keep an eye out for. Uh, Xfinity takes a week off while the Cup guys go to Richmond, and uh, they'll bring them back in for the Michigan International Speedway. Uh, I get that's three weeks off because that's the break then. So. Another huge break because you go from July 20th at Indy all the way to August 17th at Michigan. So three week uh, Olympic break for Xfinity. That's pretty. That's that's going to be that's a very a, long, long that's break. That's a hefty. Yeah, oh, I'm already sad for all this time we're going to be missing during the season. I don't think they're very sad about it, but well, um, probably not. But yeah, I am. <laughs> but then they come raring back at it at Michigan, uh, and then of course it's Daytona up next for them, followed by Darlington, which again is not any different from them uh so the round of 16 starts for the cup uh right after darlington but the xfinity series keeps going on with their regular season and it's uh finishes up with atlanta watkins Glen, and bristol so it'll be the xfinity's first trip to bristol for the year um you want to talk about a way to get into the playoffs there right you get an opportunity at a super speedway to to win it there uh, maybe at Daytona as well, but then Watkins Glen yet another road course for these guys into a short track. So that's a that's a hell of a hell of a move to get there. Yeah, I mean you finish the season out with a uh, with the Lady in Black, a, a tough Darlington. Uh, you know the track too tough to tame, intermediate track. Then you go to Super Speedway at Atlanta. Then it's a road course at Watkins Glen. Then it's short track at Bristol as the regular season finale. So yeah, you're going through the gauntlet at the end of it to get in. And uh, and punch your ticket at to, at the end to to get into the playoffs, which is is going to be, I think that stretch right there is going to be really exciting, as they they narrow down the field to the the twelve playoff drivers. Well, and then Bristol becomes the regular season finale uh, for the first time in a couple of years, uh, and now yep. Kansas takes over as the start of the playoffs. So definitely a, a major change there because Bristol is the regular season finale. Again, it's a short track. Like this is this is going to be yep. an interesting way for for drivers that are on the bubble to have to survive Bristol to be, and, and that's not an easy race to survive. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough track and you know, you don't get a break there at all. You're constantly just going and, and pulling G's there. It's uh, it's a great track and it's going to be, that's going to be a great cutoff race. Indeed. Uh, Kansas begins the playoffs followed by Talladega, which actually uh, Talladega will get a second race. Uh, it only had one last year. So now it gets another one again. Yeah. For Xfinity, they didn't used to come here in the fall. Um, and so, yeah, now you've got it. And, and again, that first round of the playoffs, you got you got Kansas, you've got uh, ugh, you've got Talladega, and you got their oval coming up too. So, intermediate, super speedway, road course again, testing all facets of your abilities. You've got to get through all three to advance to that next round, and it's a lot harder in Xfinity Series, right? Because you've only got twelve guys, and so um, it, the cut downs are a lot quicker than than sixteen with the Cup Series. And, and again, what makes it all very interesting at the end is that you can't just be, uh, you can't do the road course ringer thing in the playoffs. If you're in the playoffs, you have to drive it. So you have to be 
you have yeah. to be good at road courses if you want to continue to. I mean, it could be your throwaway race, but what we've learned is that there's no such thing as a throwaway race. You well, have to if race you, hard. If you use up that that mulligan at Talladega, <laughs> you don't have that mulligan at the Roval then. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, yeah, it definitely definitely could come into into to big thing, and we've seen a lot of drivers really improve on their road course stuff, especially on the Cup Series side. Um, but it's going to matter just as much here on the Xfinity side. It will. And then just like the Cup guys, after the Roval, it goes Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville, and then Phoenix. So just kind of the same the same path to get to the championship as Xfinity. No departure there for the rest of the season. So, yep. I mean, that's, that's really the nutshell. And again, like I said, it, I think early on we'll be looking at veterans. We'll obviously try to see which kind of rookies pop their head up. Uh, we've talked a lot about them. Obviously, go back and listen to our our win totals and and the ones that we think are going to do well and championship odds as well and and sort of pick and choose there. But yeah, I mean that's going to be a, a pretty interesting run going into it. A lot of the same demands as the Cup, but of course they get a couple of more weeks off to catch their breath. But honestly, <laughs> I don't know how much it's going to benefit too many people because it's a lot going on in a short amount of time. Yeah, exactly. It's it's going to be. A grueling schedule, a couple of longer breaks, like you mentioned, but still, uh, still plenty of action for the Xfinity series. And again, best racing we had last season was from the Xfinity series. I don't expect that to really change this year. Again, with all the names we have, guys like AJ going back, the other driver changes we've talked about, it's going to be a great season. It will indeed. Uh, we'll talk trucks in just a second. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. You can research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in a Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. You're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching. Start winning. With Hall of Fame bets. Real quickly on the trucks, because obviously we know that the trucks don't have nearly as long of a schedule as everybody else. So the trucks obviously begin just like everybody else does at Daytona. Then they move to Atlanta, and then they move to Vegas and Bristol, and then they go to the Circuit of the Americas. So, again, two super speedway races to open up everybody's season. So uh, it's just a thrilling white-knuckle ride all the way around. Um, but then again, like we said, they'll go to um, to Vegas right afterwards as well. Um, you know, for the trucks, guys, obviously we know that that it's, it's a lot different. There's going to be a lot more part-timers. There's going to be a lot more guys that are uh, much younger. So, again, this short schedule, not 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 uncommon for them, but still quite taxing for a lot of these guys who aren't used to running full schedules even. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, like you said, it, it pretty much starts off the same way. Two super speedways back-to-back. -back. That can can cost some money for some smaller teams um, and, and cause some issues for some teams kind of going uh, right into the season. But we're going to love the racing. It's going to be a lot of fun to bet on. Um, and then, yeah, you, you get Vegas in there. They skip Phoenix, so they don't get that quote-unquote practice race at Phoenix there. They just go once in the in the fall for the championship. And then, yeah, along, right along to, to Bristol and Coda with the Cup Series. And then, of course, Richmond is next for the, the Cup or the Cup guys, but they don't go to Richmond. Uh, they will join back up again at Martinsville. 
and then head to Texas for that. So you talk about a light month for uh, for Xfinity in what was it May? Well, it's a light month in in the Truck Series for April. Only two races in that entire month. Yeah, and then flip flop for May because you get four races for the Truck Series in May, whereas you only had the two for Xfinity. So again, NASCAR does a pretty good job of balancing out it out. Obviously, every week we've got at least two of the series running, which is which is always great. It's a lot more fun when all three are running. Let's let's be honest, but uh, we, we take what we can get, right? So yeah, busy, busy uh, uh, May for them as they go to Kansas as the support series with no Cup, Darlington, North Wilkesboro for the All Star race, and then of course to Charlotte for uh, for Memorial Day weekend. Indeed, and then in June they go to Gateway, like you said, where the Xfinity series is in Portland. The trucks join the uh, Cup guys at Gateway, and then they've got a decently long break uh till we get to the end of june that's that's a really uh this is the this is that lull that really sucked last year two races in june one's the first one's the 28th then you've only got two in in july it's the 12th and 19th and then only two in august as well so uh and then really well actually it's two the rest of every month i guess going through the rest of the season which is a little unfortunate i i wish it was a little more financially able for them for which They've got to take it a little easier on the truck teams, obviously. Um, but uh, I wish we could get some more race. But again, we'll take what we can get. We can. Uh, again, it's Gateway. It's Nashville in June. July, you get Pocono and Indy. Uh, again, on the Oval, no Roval. So that that's the fun well, part and they're, of that. They're at the at IRP, Lucas, which is, again, yeah. kind of across the street, the short track, which is always a fun one. Um, I feel it wasn't IRP the cutoff race last season. I believe it was. Um, yeah, IRP will. Oh, it was it was the first race of the playoffs because it will move into the regular season after two seasons in the playoffs. So yeah. that's uh, that's the deal there. So so IRP is the second to last race with with Richmond then being the cutoff race. Yep, and then Milwaukee for the trucks, uh, which begins the playoffs, right? And this is Milwaukee. The all standalone for these guys in Milwaukee. Yep. Yeah, which again, Milwaukee was a track that that used to be on all three series used to go there. Uh, was was nobody went there for a while. Truck Series went back there last season. Now they're moving it into the playoffs. Um, so so that's good to see. Back to Bristol for the the second trip there, and then the second trip to Kansas as well. Mm-hmm. Followed by Talladega and then Homestead, and then for the Truck Series, the last two races of the season are Martinsville and Phoenix, uh, where again they they kind of take that break between um, b- before where everybody's at Homestead and Vegas and all that they. They go to Martinsville and then Phoenix. So um, that'll be the end of the truck series and the, the champion to be crowned in Phoenix. Which Martinsville is a departure. Yeah, the truck series will close out uh, the round of eight at Martinsville for the first time since 2021. So yeah, 22 and 23, they didn't go to Martinsville. They just went to Homestead and then we had the break before they went to uh, to Phoenix. But this year they... they uh, obviously left Homestead as the third to last race and then Martinsville is as the cutoff before the championship. Yep. So again, it's just uh, for these guys, it'll be getting used to running a longer schedule for some of these guys who aren't used to it. And then for these truck series regulars, you know, it just feels to me like this year, there's a lot more back and forth between the different track styles than there were in the past. Maybe that's just me. Um, But you know, it's, it just feels to me like there's going to be a lot more demand placed on these drivers this year than there was in the past. So, yeah, they've, they've continued to to do a better job of, of making it different, as we've talked about the last couple of seasons. But I think, again, as they continue to tweak it, and they've made it even better as we continue to go. And, and same thing for the truck series here, where 
you're not really getting much of the same back to back. It's a lot of a lot of different stuff week in and week out to to challenge these truck drivers. Indeed. Uh, all right, that is a look at the schedule. Okay, look. So company big push. We're trying to get some some folks to sign up for Underdog because well, first of all, Underdog's awesome, and uh, second of all, it really just does kind of lend itself to everything. And if you do it now, you can build up that bankroll. By the time you get to NASCAR season, you'll have yourself a nice fat bankroll to to work with. So we're we're trying to do that for you now. That way, you head into into the the regular season, you'll be set. So uh, we're going to give you some of our favorite plays. Uh, for Thursday night's game, which is featuring the Jets and the Browns. I know, couldn't flex it out. Sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't pick the game, okay? But here we are. I, we could still get some some profit off of this. We see Joe day. Flacco shine on a Thursday night. Come on. Against or, a t- revenge game against a team that had him last season and said, oh, we don't need you anymore. Imagine, just imagine, Rod, if the Jets had called Joe Flacco on week one after Aaron Rodgers gets hurt says, hey, you know our system. You were here last year. Just come, like, the Jets might be the one seed in the AFC. Who knows? Like, Joe Flacco's balling out. Ugh, the Jets are going to jet. It's great. <laughs> He's balling out, but I, I've got I've got stuff to say about him in a second. But, oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, li- and then listen to the propcast. You'll get the rest of what I have to say, too, as go. well. Uh, earlier today, we, we did the propcast with Moonoff and Chris, and so I gave... I gave my full thoughts on him. I'm not going to give out a, a a more than or less than, a higher than or a lower than for that. But I've got I've got things that correlate to that. So, um, Cody, do you want me to just go ahead and start with one of my first uh, underdog picks, or, or do you got something going that you want to roll? Go out for with? it. I'm am doing this on the fly, so okay. I'll, uh, I'll look at my Joe Flacco stats here, so I can pull one out. Well, I tell you what. Well, you can pull out the Joe Flacco stats. I'll deflect that one. But uh, I'm going to start with the running game, and I'm going to start with Brees Hall. Brees Hall's rushing yards, his his uh, his number is set at 47 and a half rushing yards. I'm going to take the lower than on this one. And for for if you look at Brees Hall's numbers, you look at last week and you go, Roger, crazy, he had 95 yards on 20 carries. Yes, he did. But before that, 12 yards, 40 yards, 16 yards, 25 yards, 23 yards, 28 yards. I mean, you got to go all the way back to the beginning of November for him to have a game of uh, higher than 47 yards and that was a 50 yarder against the chargers but then before that right 12 carries 17 12 carries 39 Brees hall's not been doing very well all season long and honestly if you even look at yesterday 36 or last week rather 36 yards came on one carry so Brees hall not really getting it done for this this uh and then if you look at the the browns defense they're rushing defense they're only giving up a hundred yards a game to uh, uh, to the opposing teams in rushing total. But to running backs, they've been even more stingy uh, all the way around. So it's not as if you can run against this Browns defense very well at all. So for Brees Hall, it's going to be a very uphill battle. you got to think that uh, the, the Jets will be playing from behind for most of this. And honestly, I said it on the, on the prop cast too. Um, the Jets playing from behind just could mean even they're playing from 10 points behind. And that and that's enough for the Jets right there. So, um, yeah, I'm telling you right now, it, it's it's not going to be easy sledding for him whatsoever. I don't think Brees Hall is going to get you to 48 yards. So give me lower than, especially when the entire Browns uh, or a Texas run Texans running back core only got you 56 yards. Uh, the the entire Bears running back core only got you 38 yards. 
47 for, for the Jaguars is not looking good for Brees Hall. Yeah, and I know he had a huge game last week and got some people to the fantasy championship, which if you made it that far with him anyways, congrats to you because that was probably a task. But it, it's not like he's had a, a great season anyways. This Cleveland defense is tough. Like you said, they're going to be playing from behind. They're going to be playing from behind because Joe Flacco is going to be slinging the ball, Rod. Higher than 36 passing attempts for Joe Flacco. He started four games for the Browns this season. He's not even come close to this number. By not close to this number, I mean he's gone way over it. So 36 is what it said out. He had 42 last week against Houston, 44 against Chicago, 45 against Jacksonville, 44 against the Rams. You go back and you look last season when he started four of these Jets. Um, in the last game he started against Miami, he did only have 33. But the other three starts, 52, 44, 59. This guy, the old-fashioned football is going to have to rename their Sir Throws a Lot Award that they give out every week to the Joe Flacco Award. I would like to go ahead and submit a petition for that, Justin and Miranda, uh, because Joe Flacco is featured on that thing all the time. This guy slings the ball. I love how like Deshaun Watson comes. No, they give him all this guaranteed money. He's come nowhere close to this. They bring Joe in, and, and he's just slinging the ball. Ford's questionable. Hunt might not play with his injury, uh, and so he's going to keep slinging the ball. And Joku's been eating. Cooper's been eating. Joe Flacco is going to pass the ball a lot. Browns are going to smack the Jets on Thursday night football. Uh, and, and again, this is you don't have to worry about its completions or nothing. Just over 30, higher than 36 passing attempts. This should be a, a fairly easy one and, and is my favorite one of, of the ones listed on the board here. Well, and I, I'll go with you on that one because I think the attempts are going to be there, but I don't think the yardage is going to be there. So, I mean, I wasn't going to give this out. Honestly, I like the yardage too. I mean, 233, that was actually originally what I was going to go with because – He's been flying past that number as well. But I do think that that the attempts is just even better because it, he's going to throw the ball, whether they're complete or not, you know, whether they're up or whether they're down, it's just going to be Joe Flacco throwing the ball a lot because that's all he's been doing the last couple of seasons as he's been filling in. Yeah, but my only argument against the the yardage, and, and I'm going to take lower than 20, or 233 and a half, is that the Jets' defense is really actually that good. For all the woes of the Jets' offense, the Jets' defense has been holding some pretty good quarterbacks to in and around this number, including Tua a couple of weeks ago, including Mahomes, like 203 yards against this defense. Uh, so this, this Jets' defense... They may be giving yeah, the attempts up. The commanders put up 28 points on them last week. Like, uh, Yeah, but that was... Was that, I guess, was that Brice defensive score? I was going to say, Brissett did not okay. get... Yeah, Brissett was nowhere near uh, yeah, this Because Brissett got 100 and Howell got 56. So. Exactly. So. But that's Brissett and Howell, not Joe Flacco. Come on. Yeah, you. Uh, I tell you, I implore you guys to go back and look through the game log. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen barely got 275 against them. So yeah, they've been holding some pretty good quarterbacks to some low totals. Anyways, um, so my that was not an official play. However, if you would like to take that one, you can. Um, but I'm going to go with my my uh, David Njoku. This oh, one's a spicy one. I am, too. This one's a spicy one. So this is a scorcher. If you put this in, uh, he's going to get higher than uh, a half of a rush or a receiving touchdown. So basically, he's just going to get you a touchdown for Njoku. Now, Listen, this is definitely going to happen. He's already scored in the last three games. He got two touchdowns against Jacksonville, one against Chicago, one against Houston. On the season, he has six. But, you know, really, for, for ever since Joe Flacco has taken over, Njoku's been 
a gigantic part of this offense. Six catches, 91 yards, 10 catches on 14 targets against the Bears for 104 yards. Six targets, 44 catches, and a touchdown against the Texans last week. It, this is going to be, I mean, it's Amari Cooper, it's Njoku, and that's about it. And especially for Flacco. Like, he may not he may not complete for a lot of yardage, but one thing's for certain, I think he's going to find Njoku for a touchdown. And plus, like I said, with a scorcher, this is one and a half times your money. So uh, you put this one in there, and it hits. You're happy. Oh, these scorchers are, are so much fun. I'm sticking with Njoku, and, and his five receptions higher than... Again, he's been one of, I mean, it's him and Cooper are 1A and 1B as far as Flacco's favorite targets. But in the games that, that Flacco's played, he had nine targets last week against Houston, six catches against Chicago, 14 targets, 10 catches against Jacksonville. He had eight targets for six catches against the Rams. It was six targets. He only caught two of those. But uh, again, I think Njoku is going to be one of his first looks. Like you mentioned, this, this Jets defense is a little tougher. Maybe they get a little more pressure on Flacco. It's going to force him to dump the ball off a little earlier. Who's he going to trust to dump it off to? It's going to be David and Joku. Um, and so I, I looked at his 50 and a half receiving yards. You could definitely take that as well because he's hit some big plays when he's got some of these catches or his yards after the catch have been great. Uh, but I think five receptions is the way to go. Again, if we think Flacco is, is going to have all these pass attempts, they're going to Cooper, they're going to Njoku, and Joku is going to catch some of those. So give me Njoku higher than five receptions. I love it. And then I'm going to close out mine. I'm going to give you a defensive uh, defensive stat because I absolutely love giving out these, especially uh, in underdog format because it's it's a lot of fun to, to uh, try to guess these ones. I'm going to take Jordan Whitehead, the safety for the Jets, over, I'm sorry, higher than five and a half tackles and assists. So combined tackles for Jordan Whitehead, higher than five and a half. This one might be a little stretch. I mean, it is a Jet safety. But like you said, Cody, you talk about both of the, the Browns running backs being banged up and nicked up, and we don't know what's going to happen. And Joe Flacco's been doing nothing but throwing, which, guess what? That means cornerbacks and safeties are going to be making a lot of tackles uh, for this squad. Last week, Whitehead got four total tackles. The week before that, nine. The week before that, three. But then six, six, nine, nine, eight. He's had several opportunities uh, of, of teams throwing against this team which means that he's going to be out there flying around trying to tackle uh, Njoku, trying to tackle Cooper, trying to tackle whoever else Flacco decides to throw the ball to. So, uh, again, I think he's going to get plenty of opportunity to get higher than five-and-a-half tackles and assists. So give me uh, Jordan Whitehead higher than five-and-a-half tackles and assists. I'm also going to go on the defensive side. I've been uh, writing a weekly article for the Sunday games. I'll have one out again this week for just the defensive side underdog uh, pickums, which has been a lot of fun to, to kind of dig more into the defensive side of things. One we hit last week from that article. I'm going to play it again this week. CJ Mosley lower than 4.5 solo tackles. Again, he gets in on a lot of tackles. Um, and I made this point in the argument last week, although even like his combined, uh, what do they have? Um, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. So like you look at the last couple of games and, and his total tackles have been six, seven, four, five. He's not even reaching that, but when it comes to the solo stuff, only three last week against Washington, only four against Miami, two against Houston, one against Atlanta. Had a huge game against in the first game against Miami at nine, but one before that against Buffalo. So he's not hit this in one, two, three, four, five, five of the last six games. Why is he suddenly going to hit it this weekend? Um, I think that he'll be involved in some tackles. Maybe a lot of assisted stuff in there. 
Um, but the solo tackles, I don't see him getting the 4.5. So give me lower than 4.5 solo tackles for C.J. Mosley. I love that. And also, like I said, if you really want to take the lower on the 7.5 total tackles and assists, I mean, that's yeah. that's something I was looking at for C.J. Mosley. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I could, I could get down on a on a higher then. And then I looked through his stats, and I was like, nope. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna touch that. So, no, yeah, it's it's yeah, shocking that they. I'm trying to remember what the number was last week. I'd have to look at the article, but it was higher. It was, I think it was five, and they've only put it down to four point five on the solo. So, I don't really know why because he he's not been hitting it most of the last games. Again, he had that one really big one against Miami back in November, but lately it's it's been a lot lower. Some ones, some twos in there. So, yeah, love the lower than four point five for for Mosley. Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, listen, so here's the thing. And, and I, I'm going to go over this with you now live on the air. So uh, the way I see it is this. We want you to sign up for Underdog Fantasy. So if you have not yet signed up for Underdog Fantasy, uh, I feel you should do so. So when you do this, do this, we will uh, screenshot you signing up for Underdog Fantasy using the code SGPN, right? So you can get your uh, deposit match because let's face it, that's the best thing up to a hundred dollars, you get a yeah, deposit. Hundred percent up to a hundred dollars. That's you put in a hundred and you get a free hundred. Like that's pretty nice. Yep. I mean, that's if you do like I do and put about twenty five on each play, that's four free plays for you right there. Uh, so you can you can use that however you wish and uh, and have some fun with that. Screenshot it. Go to our Discord. Right. Uh, go to our sg.pn slash Discord. Look for the NASCAR tab. Screenshot it. Put it there. Cody, what what say we give away like a, a mug or a shirt or something? Uh, we'll 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 figure out a, a contest right, we picker. Got, we got hoodies in the in the store now, so oh, we got hoodies you know, too. We could, uh, we could give out a NASCAR. What says racing gambling podcast? Can't use the word NASCAR, but it's actually I think it just says gambling podcast, and it's got our helmet. That's the logo, which is it's pretty fucking pretty sweet, slick. So you will, you will enjoy it. So yeah. I think, uh, yeah, we, we got a hoodie we could give out over there. Okay, we'll give out a hoodie, uh, and we'll we'll do like a contest uh, picker or something like that. We'll enter your names into a randomizer, and we'll do it that way. So, uh, yeah, sign up, show us that you did it with the screenshot with our code SGPN, and, uh, yeah, we'll get, you, we'll get you SGPN racing gambling podcast hoodie as a result. Love it. Let's do it. Sweet. Okay. Um, all right, well, then, that's the show. We, we accomplished our missions, and uh, we're, we're pretty much good to go. So we'll be back again later this week to talk some more NASCAR with you. Hopefully you guys have some fun and, and cash some uh, cash some underdog picks for sure because the Thursday night game is going to be, well, you're going to need uh, a reason to cheer. So that's going to be giving you plenty of reason to cheer. <laughs> Hopefully Joe Flacco starts off one of my championship bids very well because that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Good luck to you. Good luck to everybody out there. So in the meantime, Cody, as we send everybody on their way, remind everyone where they can find you on social media. Yep. Follow me on the X at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Make sure you check out the show over on YouTube as well. Again, do this, doing this show live. We do a lot of them live. Uh, so click that bell. You, you can get notified. You can jump in and, and give your input as well. Indeed. I'm on X at RJ Via Gomez and in your local club. Uh, follow me for all the stuff going on. I got some stuff going for Sportsbook Review. I've got stuff going. Obviously, check out the F1 Gambling Podcast. We did a great episode on the championship totals. So much so that we got to get uh, onto the win totals next week. But that's that's the glorious part about it. So, uh, All right. And then, of course, follow us there, too, for some uh, Formula E. Why the hell not? We're going to cover that as well. So, uh, All right. We'll see you guys later on this week with some more NASCAR talk. And until then, thanks for bearing with us. 
in our underdog picks. Hopefully you guys win some money from there as well. All right, we'll see you then. Till then, let's go racing and let it ride.